Hello everyone, it is now 5pm on this Wednesday evening in Kingston and you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM, www.cfrc.ca. Welcome to this week's segment of Today in YGK with me, your host, Alexandra Fernandez. Today in YGK brings you need-to-know news about what's going on right here in our beautiful city of Kingston. From current news, special segments, and interviews with some amazing guests, I'm sure you'll find something of interest that gets you to tune in. If you have any news to share with me, please contact me via email, which is news at cfrc.ca. So without further ado, let's get right into it. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM, broadcasting from Laura Cruthers Hall on Queen's University campus in Kingston, Ontario. It's Alexandra here with your weekly episode of Today in YGK, airing every Wednesday at 5pm. I hope you've had a great week so far. I know the weather's been a little bit off over the last few days and stuff. It's been pretty cold, pretty rainy, pretty gloomy. I mean, it's kind of been affecting my mood personally, but... Um, Only one more day of it until we have some really, really nice sunshine on Friday. It's supposed to be 20 degrees, which is going to be awesome if that's the case. Um, I know I'm looking forward um, to the warm weather for Friday. It'll be a great start to the weekend. Unfortunately, the weekend is looking a little bit on the cloudier side as well, but you never know. (laughs) Maybe it'll switch up on us, um, which would be ideal um, for sure. Um, But yeah, I hope you've been having a great week so far and, you know, still getting out while you can and whatnot. Um... We have been doing a great job here in the Kingston region with COVID-19. We only have um, five active cases now, which is really, really great. There were four that were resolved um, as of yesterday, um, which is phenomenal. So we're down to um, five active cases from nine. And yeah, just uh, keep uh, washing your hands, sanitizing them, keep wearing your mask, socially distancing as much as possible. Um... And that is really all that we can do at this point um, to continue keeping Kingston safe. Um, If you are someone who experiences flu-like symptoms and whatnot, you can always go get tested um, at the new pharmacy locations, well, the new COVID-19 asymptomatic testing locations that are at Shoppers Drug Mart pharmacies. Um, There is one that is open on... um, 775 Strand Boulevard and then there is also one at 1201 Division Street. Both those shoppers locations are doing asymptomatic testing. They're open from 8 a.m. to midnight daily so um, you can always check that out or if you do have symptoms and you're in more of an urgent need to get COVID tested you can book an appointment with the Beach Grove Complex and if there are any Queen students who need to get tested they can book an appointment with Student Wellness Services by calling them and booking a COVID-19 appointment so they can get tested at Mitchell Hall right on campus. It's really great that Queen's University was able to implement um, a COVID assessment center here. Um, Yeah, which is really, really great, Um, especially now. It's good if Queen's students get tested because of homecoming, but for the most part, Queen's University students are pretty respectful with homecoming. There weren't any super large parties or anything that was really going on. I think a few things got shut down by the police, um, but for the most part, at least me also living in the university district on my street, there weren't too many rowdy things going on, which was really nice to kind of see people being a little bit more low-key with COVID-19 and stuff. It seems like a lot of people just sort of kept to their own um, house or within their own social circles and whatnot. Um, but yeah, 
And we just had an exciting weekend with homecoming because we also had some awesome stuff being programmed at CFRC for homecoming um, on Saturday and whatnot. So thanks for tuning in if you did to that. And then um, we have another exciting week coming up because it's reading week for Queen's University students next week starting Monday. For the first time, we get a whole week off, which is super exciting because usually we just get the Thursday, Friday off, um, which would be essentially tomorrow and the Friday and the day after that but uh this week we're getting the 26th to the 30th off so that'll be really nice um i know me being a student i much appreciate that because i'm going to try and at least use the week to catch up on classes and whatnot um but yeah it's really great that we have that so that's another exciting weekend because we have a whole week off and then after that it's halloween weekend and then it's november and then winter will sort of kind of starting to be coming um but yeah, things are moving fast. I can't believe how fast October flew by. It was kind of crazy, but uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Speaking of uh, October and coming to an end and stuff, Halloween's coming up, like I mentioned, in about a week and a half next, um, or the following Saturday, rather, October 31st, as we know. Um, but what's really cool about Halloween is, well, now the whole thing with COVID-19 and stuff, people are wondering if they can go trick-or-treating, um, but... There's some good news regarding Kingston and trick-or-treating. There is a plumbing company in Kingston that is installing innovative shoots for candy at people's homes free of charge leading up to Halloween, um, as reported in the Kingston Wig Standard, which is super cool. So this plum- plumbing service is called Dan Vokey's, and it's Dan Vokey's Plumbing Service, and they are offering um, shoots as a way for trick-or-treaters to collect candy. Um, so that way they can still physically distance themselves from those who live in the house, as well as other people who celebrate Halloween and stuff like that. Um, the plumbing service said that this is kind of a copycat idea um, because there is a place in Toronto that is doing the same. Um, but they're hoping that this will just, um, you know, still allow kids and whatnot to go out trick-or-treating and still have a fun time and keep up the Halloween tradition. Um, but being safe about it, which is very, very important given everything. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty cool. So, you know, if that's something that you want to do, um, go for sure and, um, check it out. Um, but yeah, it, it, it could be really fun. I think it's really interesting to see how innovative people are being when it comes to still celebrating events and stuff and trying to make it work as much as possible. And speaking of that, with events and whatnot, um, there is a great organization here in Kingston, as we all know, called the Skeleton Park Arts Festival, or SPAF, that we know and love. Um, And they have amazing virtual events that they're still doing um, throughout the year. They have a virtual coffee house event that they kind of do every other Thursday. Um, And if you sign up for the SPAF newsletter on their website, you can get the Zoom link for that. Um, But today with me um, over a virtual call, I have Sadaf Amini. Um, She is part of the Elm Cafe open mic night um, and she will be performing virtually next Thursday, October 29th. So mark that in your calendars because that's going to be an amazing performance. She is an amazing artist, a local Kingston artist too. Um, so that's really awesome. She is originally from Iran. Um, but yeah, um, we're going to have a really cool conversation with her about her music, her career, and what it's like being an artist during the pandemic. So let's welcome Sadaf to CFRC 101.9 FM. Would you mind just introducing yourself for us and all our listeners here on air? I started um, playing music and um, starting playing Santur um, when I was back in Iran in my home country. And uh, then I started 
learning um, uh, how to uh, learning to play santour and then I um, went to university to learn it academically um, I um, uh, went to Tehran University um, learning uh, santour performance and then when I came to Canada I uh, got my master degree here in music technology um, and all, during all these years I uh, was active also as a performer and a musician. That's amazing um, and when you um, play music or write music what sort of inspires you and what kind of creative process do you take with that? Um, well, uh, of course, a, a, a big part of it is a, a background of the music that I have learned and the music that I'm inspired of is traditional music that I've been uh, um, like brought up with and um, learned during all these years, but um, also um, like emotions that I have or what I want to say during that period of my life or if an incident happens. So uh, also emotions is uh, are very important in um, my compositions or the music that I play. Mm -hmm, for sure. Um, and also I know that you were a part of the YGK Emerging Musicians competition um, and you were even a finalist. Um, so can you just talk a little bit about that experience and what it was like and what if, um, what sort of came up it? Well, that was a great um, event and competition for um, me. It was like a step to um, be able to get more exposure. Mm -hmm. And um, also a, a, the, it, the variety set of the music kinds that um, um, musicians were performing, singers were performing from different and it was also um, able to um, have different audiences that I might not normally get because people yeah. came to uh, came there to uh, see all those kinds of music. So that was a great exposure for me as an emerging artist, and I could get lots of could could uh, I, I could get known after that more, and uh, it um, eases my way to um, get into more um, collaborations with other artists. Yeah. For sure. And um, during the like um, showcase and stuff like that, was that sort of like the biggest audience you've ever played for? Or what has been one of your favorite audiences to play for and where? Um, I have to say before coming to Kingston, most of my audience were Iranian musicians or if it was a collaboration with other genres of music, um, uh, like flamenco music ensembles that I played before in Vancouver or other uh, musical uh, genres. Um, even uh, situations, uh, a, a big percentage of the audience were Iranians, but um, most of the performances that I had in Kingston, were, um, my, I had a very a little percentage of Iranian audience and it was a really good experience for me to be able to uh, play for um, audience that I that, that has a kind of no idea about my instrument right. or the music that I play and see that how much they can get from my music and how they can relate to my music. That's a totally different experience than playing to um, Iranian uh, audience. Mm -hmm. For sure. And is um, playing like the Santur and like playing Iranian music like your main um instrument and like the main style that you do or have you kind of like ever experimented or kind of dived into anything else and tried something else 
Um, Santur is the main uh, musical uh, instrument that I perform, but um, as I mentioned, I, I studied my master's degree in music technology and I learned um, lot, a lot about uh, music recording or music applications. And um, mm -hmm. so I, uh, time to time, uh, combine the, the sound of my instrument or other musical instrument with digital sounds or electronic sounds. And I also cool. have worked on... Um, like for a screen music, for a screen, for short videos or animations. So awesome. um, yeah, time to time is for some projects. I also uh, compose or create um, music digitally for uh, different purposes. Very nice. That's amazing. And how long have you been playing the Santor? Um, it's, I think it's around 17 or 18 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> Very long. <laughs> Yeah, it started when I was tw around 12 or 11 years old. Okay, very nice. Um, and what is it like being an artist during, um, well, the whole COVID-19 pandemic? And how have you sort of adapted and still been able to practice um, during this time? Well, there was a very good time to practice and to focus on the projects that uh, that um, I wanted to do always, and it was a good period of t a period of time to practice on my own. But unfortunately, most of the projects that I was investing my time into were postponed or canceled. Mm -hmm. um, so many of the concerts or uh, performances were canceled. But also, there were some other opportunities to perform online or to get some projects or get involved in some of the projects um, online or virtually. Um, so I I tried my best to get myself as active as possible, uh, but um, I still hope for a day to come that we can go back to concert hall and perform like before. Yeah, completely. I also want that. <laughs> I miss going to um, live performances and stuff. Too. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, yeah, and um, I saw that you're performing for the Elm Cafe open mic nights and they take place um, virtually every other Thursday and you have a performance next week on the 29th and um, are you like looking forward to, um, you know, performing for an audience, even though it is online and what can people kind of expect from uh, expect to see like if they attend online. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's a very interesting um, gathering that um, last time I was also performing only one piece, but this time it will be a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, different musicians um, were online and uh, some of them were performers and they uh, all performed one piece and there was there were um, a, a feature a group ensemble or feature, feature musicians that they um, have a longer uh, um, time uh, slot to play and then uh, other musicians um, performed only one piece and there were audience that they they were listening and uh, clapped for the uh, performers and enjoyed the time so it was like a uh, um, gathering but on online that they each play their own music mm -hmm. very cool um and is there anything else that you would um, like to add before we end off? Anything you'd like to say? Um, well, thank you for having me. And then I, I'll be happy to um, visit any of the audience that might listen to this interview um, online for, uh, on the um, Elm Gathering, Elm Cafe Gathering on 29th. Uh, and um, hope to also 
um, see them again in future for for the upcoming events that we will have later yeah for sure well thank you so much and uh, it was really great speaking with you and stuff and i hope that everything goes well and that your um performance next week goes well and that hopefully you know everything after this whole pandemic and stuff that uh you know you can get back on track and stuff but um yeah thank you very much yeah of course thank you so much well, thank you, Sadaf, for such an amazing interview um, to talk about your career in music and everything that um, you've kind of been doing over the last little bit and um, your previous experience um, within Kingston or even within um, Iran and stuff like that. Um, moving on, in recent news, um, last night's Kingston City Council had a meeting and they reconfirmed their strategic priorities um, that they will fulfill throughout until 2022. Um, it was reviewed, um, the strategic plan for 2019 to 2022 was reviewed at a special um, council meeting on September 24th, so about a month ago because of COVID-19 and stuff, so they decided to reevaluate um, and sort of figure out um, how to respond best to what the um, community and what the city needs. Um, so city staff brought forward a large number of different recommendations to city council um, to recommend them and give them some insight onto what some of the next steps should be for some of their priorities and initiatives within the strategic plan. Um, and the city um, initiatives that were outlined on the website are to demonstrate leadership on climate action, to increase housing affordability, to improve walkability, roads, and transportation, to strengthen economic development opportunities, as well as to foster healthy citizens and vibrant spaces. Um, and so, and so council will be working over the next couple of years to, um, fulfill these initiatives and the different, um, components that kind of fall under them, which is really, really great. With more news regarding um, the city of Kingston, the city is looking for resident input on its budget priorities as part of its engagement process um, on the open budget and whatnot. Desiree Kennedy, who is the chief financial officer and city treasurer, said that budgeting is all about setting priorities. When developing the budget, the city needs to balance competing priorities while continuing to provide quality municipal services and keeping taxes affordable. This survey is a chance for you to weigh in to help influence the allocation of resources and to inform future planning and budget development. There is an 11-question survey that you can check out at the website getinvolved.cityofkingston.ca and there is an opportunity for you to give your input into five different areas and those areas are services and programs, pandemic-related impacts, user fees, operational efficiencies, and general feedback. And you can have until November 13th by 4 p.m. to give your input. And there are also opportunities for those of you who are interested to attend a virtual open house about the city so you can learn more about the budgets, how the spending and finance decisions are made. And those are happening on November 10th and November 12th. Um, the one on November 10th is at 10 a.m. and the one on November 12th is at 6 p.m. And you can sign up to attend this at the same website, getinvolved.cityofkingston.com. Just a reminder that this upcoming Saturday is giveaway day, which is the first one that we've had in quite a little bit with COVID-19 and stuff. But um, yeah, Saturday's giveaway day, so you can put out reusable items that you no longer want for anyone who might like to collect them. Um, because of COVID-19 and whatnot, just take extra precautions like washing and sanitizing your hands before and after handling items, as well as washing and disinfecting the items before you use them. This is a great way to keep things out of our landfill and whatnot. Um, there is a goal to divert 65% of Kingston household waste from the landfills by 2025. So by 
contributing to this giveaway day, you are um, helping the environment and also helping yourself get decluttered from some things that you probably may not want in your house anymore. Um, so you can put things out like books, CDs, DVDs, furniture and small appliances, electronics, construction materials, kitchen gadgets, dishes, cutlery, pots and pans, and if you even want to, unwanted gifts. We won't tell anyone. Um, obviously, because of health reasons, don't put out um, things like baby walkers, cribs, car seats, strollers, playpens mattresses, blinds, and toys. Um, so just leave them at the curb of the front of your house. You can place stickers on signs that have the item, um, that have the word free on them. And if there are any items at the end of the day that um, have not been picked up, please um, collect them and bring them back into your house because the city will not collect those items. Um, and if you really, really want to get rid of them, you can donate them to a local charity. Um, but enough about that. <laughs> I'm going to let you all go ahead and enjoy the rest of your day. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in to Today in YGK here on CFRC 101.9 FM. Thank you for listening to Today in YGK, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.